You're listening to Enhancing Human Experience, episode 68. On today's episode, I'm going to share with you five things that every parent should teach their child about their self-image. Now, yes, I realize that I don't like the word should either, but this is really important stuff. And the reason I'm targeting it toward parents is because if you teach your child this stuff, this knowledge at a young age, they won't have to unlearn bad behavior or bad habits, so to speak. You know, we're all familiar with the famous phrase, uh, it's easier to do something right the first time or learn something right the first time than it is to go back and unlearn and relearn. So basically, I look at it as a time-saving time-saving tool, right? If you teach your child these five things first, then they're going to have to unlearn bad behaviors. That's why it's focused towards children. Now, you may be asking yourself, well, can I use these five things? I'm a parent. I'm a grown-up. The answer is absolutely yes. They work for all human beings. They're universal. But like I said, teaching them to young children is going to give them a big head start in life. So that's what we're going to focus on on this episode of the podcast. Okay, before we get into the show, I want to let you know what's coming up next week on Enhancing the Human Experience. Next week, Michelle Harris is going to be back on the show and she shares with us awesome, awesome tools for tuning in, raising our vibration, tuning into positive, optimistic experiences, and actually putting ourselves in alignment with all the good things that we want in life. She dug deep into her tool chest. These are things that she typically only shares with her paid coaching clients, and she shared these tools and techniques and practices and mindsets with us on the episode. It's over an hour long. It's absolutely amazing. That will be on next week's episode 69 of Enhancing the Human Experience. The other thing I want to say before we get into the techniques here is that a lot of what I'm going to be talking about really comes from my work and my study in the field of self-image psychology, self-concept, and some of this stuff is actually put into the two-part children series, the Magic of Being series, book one and book two, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about those books and sharing with you some of the exercises from those books. I'm also going to be sharing with you one of my favorite exercises from Just Be It, The Secret to Having What You Want in Life, and that's called a being board, and we'll talk about that in the podcast as we move further in because I'm all I'm not only going to tell you what I think you should teach your child but I'm also going to tell you how to do it because that's what we do in the podcast here we don't just say what to do there's plenty of that out there or why to do it we all know why I'm going to get into specifics and talk about why because that's one of the things that I enjoy the most about what I do in this personal development game personal transformation game is I like designing tools, taking all the information that's out there and designing the simplest, most effective tool that I can think of to help you on your journey. That that way it gives you the value of, hey, you don't have to read all these things. You don't have to design the tool. You just have to put it into practice in your daily ritual or in your uh, personal development journal, those kind of things. The simplest, most effective tool. That's why I'm going to share with you some of the tools that will help your child implement some of this knowledge we're going to talk about here. Before we get into the podcast, let's just 
answer the question, why is self-image so important? What's the big deal, right? Why, why are you doing a podcast about this? The reason self-image is so important is because lots of people have talked about this, right? What's going on inside of us and our self-concept and self-image will always govern the actions we take in the real world and therefore govern the results we're going to get. We can't do something if it is inconsistent with the way we see ourselves. And so rather than forcing using willpower to do something, whether it's, you know, uh, get make more money or uh, have a better relationship or do something that is very uncomfortable for ourselves, we can use we can do that with willpower. That takes an enormous amount of emotional energy to do that, physical and emotional energy, right? Rather than do that, it's much easier to change our self-concept and work, do the inside work, and then taking the actions that are consistent with that will almost be effortless, right? Because once we change the program that we are playing in our mind or the image we have of ourselves, then we consistently will take the actions almost effortlessly. Now, lots of people have talked about this and they sometimes use the analogy, and I really like this analogy, of a picture or a motion picture frame or a motion picture movie, right? That is going on and playing in your mind. And and when it comes to self-image, you could look at it as like a loop playing in your mind. I am this way. These are my qualities. This is the person who I am. And as that picture is playing in your mind, in our minds, the God force within us, the light that is always being expressed within ourselves is projecting on that image and then it's expressing in the world. That's kind of how, that's the analogy that I like. Paramahansa Yogananda talked about that. Other people have talked about that as well. As, as soon as you change the image, the impression you have of yourself, then your expression will change as well, right? That's the EX, expression will change. So I like looking at it that way. The light's shining through us all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365, the light's going to shine through. We get to choose the image we hold in front of that light that will be expressed. So that's one of the ways I like to look at self-image. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe talked about it in this way. He said that before we can do something, we have to be something. Again, he's talking about that we have to be consistent with our self-image, or we, we will do things that are consistent with our self-image. Neville Goddard also talked about it, and he said that the world is a mirror forever reflecting what we're doing within ourselves. See, what, what are we doing within ourselves? What concepts do we have of ourselves? And incidentally, I should point out, I use self-image and self-concept interchangeably. Self-image conjures up more of a, a visual representation, whereas I actually like using self-concept a little more because it's more about the idea we have of ourselves. I like to think of human beings as being a an amalgamation, like a conglomerate of a bunch of different ideas. You know, we are not just a, a mother or a father or a policeman or a baker. You're we're multi-things, right? Lots of ideas go into creating who we are. That's why I think looking at it from the idea of self-concept is a little bit gives a little bit more dimensionality to it. But self-image, self-concept, I really do use somewhat interchangeably. Also, I cannot do a podcast about self-image without talking about Maxwell Maltz and his incredible work with in self-image psychology. He said that our self-image, strongly held, essentially determines what we become. 
Maxwell Maltz, of course, wrote Psycho-Cybernetics. And, and back in the day when that was really popular, lots of professional people were using it, sports heroes, athletes, because they knew that they can't perform in a way that is better than they see themselves. So they're doing that inside work. And again, we can all use that. So Maxwell Maltz is like the kind of like the, the modern day father of self-image. Lots of people have talked about it. So that's those those are some people that are have been influential in my experience and l- what I've learned about self-image and you're probably familiar with some of those people yourself in your own work. I want to say one more thing about this before we get into the five steps. And this is really important and this is why I want to share this with you. Years ago I was listening to a book on marketing and in the field of marketing there's a principle called first in the category and what that is, and you're familiar with this, right? This is Levi's was the first maker to successfully promote, you know, Levi material, Levi clothing. Kleenex is the first maker of facial tissues, right? Uh, you can go down and on, on and on down the list of things or products or services that were first in their field or first in the category. And the reason I bring this up is this ties into what we're talking about, how helping young children be more successful versus changing habits of thinking and patterns and, and belief structures that adults hold. If you can get into your child a successful self-image and help them develop a successful self-image from the get-go, that will lock in that position. Because what happens in marketing is, this is like a, this is like the psychology of marketing, but it also applies to the psychology of human beings. What happens in both marketing and in the human experience is once a self-image or a product image is impressed upon the public, when you're talking about marketing, like Levi's was, once the product image is impressed upon the public, it's locked in and no other product can ever take that position. I mean, marketers have done extensive studies on this. What happens in the marketing arena is successful companies who are competing against, say, Levi's or Hertz Rent-A-Car, they don't try to take that position from Hertz because it is nearly impossible. Once it's impressed upon the mind and the consciousness of the consumers, just like once a self-image is impressed upon the mind of your child, it is very, very difficult, I might even say nearly impossible, to change it. That's why successful companies try to create another category, another position within the marketplace where they can own and they can be first. And the reason I say this is we never want to try to tear down the self-image that we've already established, even as a young child or as an adult. We never want to to focus on tearing that down because what do we know about whatever we resist persists. Carl Jung talked about it. And whatever we we focus on is going to expand. So even if we're focusing on trying to, to destroy it, I guess destroy is not the right word, but demolish it to build again, that's not really the most effective way psychologists have told us how to do that. We want to actually build a new self-image and focus on that and let the old self-image kind of wither on the vine. And it'll eventually diminish to such a degree where it won't affect us, right? So I add that because as I was listening to this marketing uh, book, it really struck me as being really similar to how we're operating in, in the world, how human beings work. Once you get that image in your mind, it can be very difficult to knock it over or to get it out of the way it becomes, because it becomes first in the place. So 
Think about that as you look at your own life. Build a new self-image. Don't try to take down that other self-image, right? Don't, don't give it any thought, any focus, because what we focus on will expand. And, and where we're putting our energy, again, shining that light on a new self-image, it's going to become huge and big and big and big and, and eventually overshadow the other one. Okay, let's get into these five. I have these in order of what I feel is most important to least important. The first one is you've got to teach your child that their self-image governs everything they'll ever do or have. This is what I talked about in the first part of the show here. Everything flows from our conditioned state of being, right? It's back to that consistent consistency in our lives. We really can't do something that is inconsistent with how we see ourselves. So if you teach your child that, they're going to they're going to understand that, right? Most people don't this is not taught to most children in the public uh, public realm or in culture or society, but everything's governed by our self-image. You let them know that, and they'll always return to that. They'll go to that as the foundation. So that's number one, is to teach them that everything is going to flow from their self-image or their self-concept. And if they want to change, say they want to become a better student out in the world, first start developing the self-image and self-concept of being a better student or say they want to become a better athlete or have better relationships or have make friends easier, right? Or become more successful in any area. First, tell them to start building that self-image of success. And this is counterintuitive to how human beings work. We always want to get into the world and rightly so, right? And start tinkering in the physical world, right? Getting tutors, getting this, getting that, uh, studying harder. But no, that's really not the way that these self-image experts are telling us that we need to operate, right? They're saying, don't do anything in the physical world. Don't start taking action before you get in and change that self-image. Super, super critical. So number one, tell them that their self-image will govern everything and to always start there. Number two is that you got to impress upon them that their self-image is up to them. How they want to develop it is up to them. Even you as a parent can't or shouldn't help them develop their self-image because you might impose, I guess I should say that a different way, you shouldn't impose the way you think they should be on them. You got to let them know that, hey, you are in charge, you hold all the cards when it comes to developing your self-image. And Don't freak out because when I get to step three, we're going to link these together here. But we really have to impress upon the uh, children that even teachers, even the government, even you as a parent don't have the the ultimate say into how they develop themselves. You got to tell your child that, hey, you're a clean slate. You come in as a clean sheet of paper. You get to design your image any way that you want to be. And that will empower them, right? Because too often, well, all the time, kids are looking outwardly to, first of all, parents, second of all, society and friends and culture for how to develop their self-image, for how to be in the world. So if you impress upon them that they're the, they're the authority and that they hold all the cards, that's going to empower them, right? And it's going to, you want to kind of sever that link with them looking outward for direction on how to be in life. And also, this goes back to teaching them that it's, you know, that life is about uh, fixed mindset versus growth mindset, right? That it's always within their power to grow and develop. And they're not a certain way, right? You got to teach them that they're, you're not this way or that way. You're any way you want to be. This is, uh, 
it is. It's the it's the essentially growth concept, growth mindset versus fixed mindset. So don't teach them, hey, you got you can change your life if you want to be. So that is step two. It's their decision and it is totally in their control. Now here's step three. Here's the third thing, and this ties into the, the second thing. You gotta tell them that the guide is inside. This will turn their attention inside, the higher self, whatever you want to call it, right? Inner being, higher self, higher wisdom. There's the little voice inside of them that is guiding them to what they are supposed to express, what what wants to come through them, right? How they want to show up in the world. And uh, if they build their self-image in a way that is consistent with that by listening to that guidance and not listening to parents sorry parents if you're listening but again you you this is kind of off limits for you in my opinion they have their own thing they want to express right their own way they want to show up in the world so teach them that the guide is inside for them and help them listen to that also call it in we can also call it intuition right everything good that any successful person i've ever studied everything that is good that's happened to them or everything that's been like an innovation in in our society has come when a person turned away from what they're quote unquote supposed to be doing and connected with their authentic self and expressed the thing that they're meant to express. This is where thing people like Oprah become super successful, people like Ellen, people like Steve Jobs. They're not conforming to society. Nothing great ever happened from a person conforming to to society. All great innovations happen when people turn within and connect with their true self and then express that, right? So the second thing, which is their decision, and the third thing, which is the guide is inside, they work in tandem, right? We're not just going to leave the child hanging out there without any type of guide. The wisdom is inside. All that knowledge is inside. All right, so let's go on to the fourth thing. The fourth thing is help them create focusing tools. And here's where we're going to get into some of the hows, because let's face it, you know, we're we're visual creatures, we're tactile creatures. When you create, help them create a focusing tool, that'll help them help them build that self-image and they can impress their consciousness, impress their mind with these images and ideas and words. And some of my favorite focusing tools are the being board, right? The being board is, is something that I developed in just be it the secret to having what you want in life. And being is the cause of having what we want, right? The being board is really simple to do. All you do is you find images and words that support this the circumstances and experience that your child wants to have in life it's really it's it's actually a fun activity if you've created a vision board or a dream board you're going to love creating a vision a dream board or excuse me a being board and incidentally you can do this with your child make it a family activity right you create your own being board which is simply asking yourself the question who do i need to be and what do i need to be and that is the qualities characteristics and attributes to cause the experiences I want to have in life. I always look at self-image and state of being as being a two parts, right? Who do I need to be and what do I need to be? I can't tell you the number of successful people who I've heard say this exact phrase to me. And it's it's literally uncanny once you start looking for this. And you've probably already seen this in your own experience. Here's the phrase they say. And they're talking about their success and how they realize the success they have in life. They all say this. I asked myself, 
who I needed to become in order to do this, in order to have this success. I mean, countless, countless people say this. You probably experience this in your own time. But again, being bored is, is a great one. Also writing down list of qualities, characteristics, and attributes. Again, these are going to focus, help your child focus on those things because we need those focusing tools. This is just like renewing your goals every day or writing down your goals every day or keeping them posted in front of you. If we don't have that, our consciousness wanders, our mind wanders, and we get off track. So making the being board, making the list of these uh, tools, attributes, and qualities that, that your child can look at every day. Now here is the fifth thing, and this ties into number four. You got to teach them that they've got to renew their self-image every single day. We live in a universe where everything tends towards chaos and then is renewed. It's like this creation, the cycle of creation and destruction, isn't it? Lots of people have talked about this. Uh, Zig Ziglar talked about it when he talked about motivation. And he said, you know, hey, you got to renew your motivation every day, just like you got to brush your teeth every day. Because motivation subsides, right? In the morning, we're typically really motivated and have a really strong will. But by the end of the day, what happens? We, we don't have that energy. We don't have that drive, typically. So we have to renew it every day. Another analogy that I like to use is going to the gym and exercising. We've got to renew our body every day, right? This gets our energy up. This pumps us up with the endorphins and gets our muscles in shape and keeps us vital. The same thing goes for our state of consciousness and our state of being. Your child has to do this every single day. What happens is that most of us, myself included in the past, and I, and I think this is a constant challenge for people, is that we do this for a few days and our life starts tuning up really, really quickly, right? Because again, we're working at the foundational level here. We're working at first cause, right? Self-image and, and the consciousness, developing that consciousness. Within a few days, our life is starting to hum along really, really nicely, right? And we're starting to have experiences come to us that are consistent with the self-image we've been developing. But after a few days, after that happens, we're like, oh, well, I'm not, I don't need to do it anymore. We forget or we like drop it, right? How many times have you started a gym program? <laughs> I know I've done this and done it for a week or two, feel really great and then stop going, right? We revert back to where we were. Same things happen with going to the gym in our own mind, our consciousness, and building our self-image. When you teach your child, hey, you've got to renew it every day, even if your life is going great, even if you're feeling awesome, even if the things that you want are happening to you, there's no end to how much better life can get. So I think that's really, really important to share with your child. Renew it every day, and in conjunction with that, you got to teach them that they're never done. They're never, ever done. Just like going to the gym, just like exercising. There's never a point in time when we won't need to renew our body and renew that vitality. And there's never a point in time when we won't need to have a stronger self-image, develop a more self-image and refine it and tweak it. It's always a constant ongoing process because if we don't do that, it'll atrophy and we'll revert back to prior situations, or maybe we won't have the specific experiences we want coming to us. Because that's what we're really doing here at the end of the day. We're designing our life experiences, aren't we? But we're working from an inside point, vantage point, rather than starting to exert willpower and force upon the outer world. We're going to the root cause, the first cause, which is ourselves, right? What we are comes to us. Emerson talked about this. So I really feel strongly in these five ways to help your child become 
you know, the person that will attract and create the experiences they want to have in life. A couple things I want to close with here before we wrap up the podcast. First one is you can't over communicate these five things and the importance of self-image enough. There's been numerous studies done on businesses that don't have the, I guess, culture or the, um, I guess, uh, community thinking, right? What I mean by that is they're not communicating. Businesses think they're communicating their core values and their culture enough, but they're not. All the studies show they're never communicating enough, sometimes by a factor of like 10 times. And so as a parent, you need your child to say, to get sick of it, of hearing, hey, did you do your self-image practice today? You know that what you are comes to you. You know that that's where the first cause of everything is, is your state of being and your self-image, self-concept. You want them to get so sick of you telling them that, that they think you're overdoing it. But even that even at that point in time, that's probably just about right. Because it just takes so much to get through our consciousness on an individual level or on a collective level. Think about your own life, right? How many times have maybe you tried to change a certain area of your life or a certain thing? And it and it just takes a long time to impress that consciousness. Because once the consciousness gets fixed, back to this marketing concept, right? Once that idea gets fixed, it's very difficult to uproot it. And so if you plant the right seed and the right tools the first time, it, you're going to have a lot better success and your results are going to be a lot better. So my advice is to over-communicate the importance of your child's self-image to the point of them getting sick of you hearing about it. Also, think about maybe telling bedtime stories to your child about people who have created a lot of success for themselves, people who have overcome a lot of different adversity. Post those pictures around their bedroom. Um, show them that it is possible because I think that's one of the things that we human beings think is we all think that we're on an, our own little island fighting our own battle and that no other human being has uh, had the circumstances we have or had the challenges to overcome. And when we see and share stories of other human beings that have had that have overcome enormous circumstances or uh, adversity, it inspires us and it pushes us forward to realize our own goals and dreams and do our own work. So I think that's another helpful way is to post those pictures. Again, the earlier you can start, the better off, but there's never really a point in time where it's a lost cause. Might be a little more challenging, right, to start to change those behaviors and those patterns of thinking, and more importantly, those belief structures, right, that govern our actions and the circumstances we have in life. But those are my five. If you want to check out the show notes, I'm going to list these out on my website, gmarkphillips.com, and you can go and get a a clean snapshot of them. Until next time, I really appreciate you for listening, and I wish you all the best. I hope this has been very helpful to you, and hopefully you can start tweaking with your child's self-image and really instilling them in them the importance of developing that strong, successful self-image. All right. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it as always. And until next time, all the best, health, wealth, and success. Bye-bye.